1: Welcome to Light Years. Andy Lou. we are recording this after Game 4 on the Spotify Live app. Frustrating game, but a big, big win for the War- Resilient game. Let's call it a resilient
2: game for the Warriors. Pulling that one out down the
1: stretch.
2: Yeah, ah, man, just one of those... Actually, I shouldn't say Sam. One of those. It, it was honestly the worst game the Warriors played this postseason. Um, look, uh, look, I'm not going to talk about the fourth quarter yet because I want to be angry about the first three. But you know, you're, you're, you're <laughs> talking realize. about you're, you're no, but you're, you're talking about a team that wants to win a championship. And I think those first three quarters, I don't know, man. It, it's a, it's just a rough watch. I think regardless if you're a Warriors fan or not, you watch those first three quarters, you're like, ah, this team can't be serious, right? And they're well, so at home. All the-
1: Right. It's just, yeah. it's just rough. So let me, let me, let me, let me bring this back. Cause we're jumping right into it right now. So f- first things first, Steve Kerr enters the health and safety protocols. Um, he has COVID. So first things first, get better Steve. Um, and then secondarily the Warriors kind of played like they had COVID for like three quarters of the game. I don't, I don't know. What, Jesus. I, don't, I don't know what to say that it was. Um, you know, you know, what's interesting Everyone told us, you know, oh, Grizz, 20 and 5 without jaw, 20 and 5 without jaw. Like, I started rolling my eyes because it's like, you know, sure. I, I, I shot out on Twitter. I was like, hey, did you guys know the Grizz are 20 and 5 without jaw? Like, I've only heard it a bazillion times. Um, but when you watch them, it makes sense why they're so effective without them. Uh, And the numbers kind of back it. They're the best defense in the NBA when John doesn't play. Wow. Uh, At least in that small sample size, they defend at a level statistically that's comparable to like the Celtics and kind of like the, the, the best teams uh, defensively this year. Now they also just have no offense, which is why they couldn't seal the game tonight at all. Like when it got close, they had no one to go to. And so that's kind of the catch 22 of that. But, for three quarters, you could – you know what I saw? I saw a Warriors team that had no clue how to attack a high-level defense. And that's a problem they're going to have to figure out because the deeper they get into the playoffs, the more defenses are going to resemble this. Only those teams are going to have guys who can make shots, not Dylan Brooks. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, so, in some ways, I think it's good that the Warriors ran into this. I don't know how much they can learn from something like this, but, like, this – look, the, the Grizz – came out with aggressive i don't want to say championship level defense but like contention level defense and the warriors looked completely confused that 142 points they hung on them
2: like it it wasn't the same team Uh, it wasn't it wasn't and when they scored 142 it it wasn't like they went full iso pick and roll right Sam? like they ran their offense and i think that offense works especially against a a, a guy that you could pick on like John Morant, right? Like he's almost like that version. And of they like were of the and versions.
1: they were able to run. Did they?
2: they, they right. Had, they didn't run at all today. They didn't have an opportunity nope. to run. Nope. Yeah. No, no. And, and I think like, you know, maybe that's a lot of it. And, and, and Jaw is someone that you pick on, like, like Steph, when he was younger, like Jordan Poole right now, right? Like, like, it's just, that's how it, the NBA is. And, and that's really not the case against his team. But Sam, I also feel like at the same time, you know, you shoot over for 15 to start the game from three. You shoot that poorly. I, and the team's taking terrible shots, and they're turning the ball over. I, I think it's both ways, right? I think this team can score. They have the personnel to score against great defenses. I think they've got, they're have got they the best offense left in the NBA in this postseason. But it, to me, it's more of the execution that's really disgusting. Right? You've got Stefan and Draymond coming out of this game, and they're just throwing the ball around like it's January. That's completely unacceptable. And again, I, we're going to get to Stefan and Draymond cl- coming up clutch in the fourth quarter. But regardless, coming out like that at home, up 2-1 where you know that you win this game, it's pretty much over, right? And it's pretty, it's pretty much a done series. Now they're up 3-1. But it's hard to watch that and kind of feel good, right, it, throughout this entire game. No, yeah. To me,
1: what was – so you remember before they started the playoffs, they were like they're going to have to figure it out on the fly, and then they they more or less just kind of ran through Denver, and then the first three games of this series, you know, they won two, they lost one, they more or less ran through Memphis. You know, you could say it was back and forth, but it was just a track meet. This was the first game they've played where teams forced them to play in the half court, and it's just abundantly clear that they don't know what they want to do at all in the half-court until they got to the fourth quarter. And it, it was just kind of like Steph was, okay, I'm just going to go one-on-one at this point. That was basically it. Because the first three quarters, I mean, y- y- you, you, called it, you called it correctly. Like the turnovers, Draymond yelling at guys to cut, guys not knowing where to go, t- t- turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. I mean, you keep going down the list. That's just – that's how it was, and then and to me, it's just kind of like it points out that they've not played in games like this at all as a group. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's a, that's a great point. I had thought about that, right? This team ha- haven't played together this entire season. You talk about Clay, you talk about Jordan Poole' uh, breakout, right? Clay coming back from injury. Steph hasn't played before the postseason. you talk about, yeah, you're right. It, it's a team that's trying to figure it out on the fly. So maybe we cut him some slack, Sam. but at the same time, this team's got a prime chance to win a championship. And I think that's that's it's fair to be frustrated because this team could win the championship this season. Uh but you know, let's, you know, we can move well, to the Well, I mean, I, mean, I, mean, I got to be Mr.
1: Optimism here. they are all oh, 3-1 now. So I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to push it forward. I'm going to push back on you yeah. a little bit here and I'm going to okay. go. They took care of business in the fourth. It wasn't pretty. It was right. ugly. Now they okay. have a chance to end this series in five games. And we know the Phoenix Suns and Dallas Mavericks are going to go at least six. So they're going to mm-hmm. get extra rest. And they don't look like they need the rest from a you know, dead leg standpoint. But they do look like a team who could use extra practice time. They do look <laughs> like a team who could use a little, just every little advantage they can get on, on the way to uh the next round and the round after that because they are working through this on the fly um let's get to this let's get into some of the specifics of this yep. game at hand yep. so first we talked about it steph 18 points in the fourth quarter he's been doing this all playoffs where he's really kind of letting let other people get going and then kind of asserting himself at the end and it can be frustrating particularly on nights like tonight where i'm like dude Maybe you should take over earlier, and then they follow your lead. But it's just not been what he's been into, you know, Steph. He's trying to get everyone else going, and end of the day, trust that he can take over when he needs to. And you know what? It, it worked tonight. I mean, he he did everything he needed to to get him
2: going in the fourth quarter and get the win. <sighs> Even in the optimistic take, we got to go with the frustration side, where it's like Steph. I mean, look, if you put if you put on those lavender shoes earlier, I, look.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna wait for. I need. I need a. Uh, I need friend of the show, show Tony Slater to tweet out the stats in the different shows. He, his game did change. I think she did had it. Think His had game,
2: it. his game did have an uptick when he changed shoes. It really. It's just look. 18 points in the fourth quarter. Started making threes. Got to the hole. Uh, made it all the free a very throws. Good defense. Yeah. Very good. That was pretty much locked in on him. Game winning flop against Desmond Bain. Uh, look, Steph is not a. Uh, a good flopper, but <laughs> that one—that one might have won them the game. I just think one of those crunch time. You know, we're used to watching LeBron. We watch Kobe growing up, Duncan. I mean, you've watched MJ. I think you watch these great players and. As the as long as the game is within five, six points, even single digits in the fourth quarter, you expect the guy who's the best player on the floor to win you that game, right? I think as a Warriors fan, I think we're, we haven't seen that in a few years. Just because the Warriors haven't been in the postseason, I think it's pretty cool to see that again where you watch Steph Curry and you're just like, yeah, that's the best guy on the floor. I mean, he's the best. He's taken over and he's just going to win the Warriors this game f- somehow somehow, some way. It's not pretty, but he's just gonna find a way to go threes, layups, and the mid-range and just end this thing. And uh I don't know, man. It's just it's great to see. Um I'm with you. You kinda wish that he'd done it earlier. I definitely agree. But <laughs> that's as clutch as you can come, especially if you're in a game like this.
1: Gonna give you a little Steph propaganda, which you know is a very we're always subject. down.
2: We're always down.
1: So I feel like um nationally What he's been doing in the playoffs has been, I don't want to say overshadowed, but with the emergence of Jordan Poole and the Warriors being kind of a get-it-done-by-committee type of team for the most part, you would think Steph has not been amazing in the playoffs. I'm here to point out he's still averaging 28 points per game. He is fourth, I want to say, in scoring in the playoffs right now. Ahead of him is is Jokic, which, I mean, yeah, Jokic put up like 30-plus a game in round one because he had no health. Uh, Luka and Giannis. That's it. He's right there scoring and doing whatever his team needs. I think it's the fact that he started the playoffs on a minute restriction coming off of the bench. Oh, by the way, that's the other part. He's averaging 28 a game playing about 33 minutes a game because he was minutes restricted the first half of the playoffs. Every other player I listed was playing like 38 to 40 minutes a game. So he's leading the playoffs in kind of points per minute. And I don't think it's it's that far off to say outside of Giannis, he's playing as well as anyone in the NBA right now. You know, I'll give you Giannis. If you want to say Giannis is playing better than everyone – No argument for me. (laughs) He's playing out of his mind. I think Steph, even though he started the playoffs coming off the bench, even though he's kind of let other players take the shine, we've been talking about Jordan Poole's emergence and this new aggressive Andrew Wiggins and uh, all these different things. And those are all true. Steph's still the guy they go to when it matters. Steph's still the best player on the team. And Steph is still one of the two or three best players in the league and a guy you can absolutely count on that. If you're in a close game,
2: you trust if the ball's in his hands. Yep. Yep. it's, It's that simple. It's really that simple enough with the, uh, Enough with the Draymond starting the the action where he's, you know, nobody's guarding him. He's trying to squeeze it between two people, right? Enough with the – Clay hit a big shot tonight. Huge shot in the fourth, but just overall a horrific game. uh Just enough with the quick shots there. Just get the ball in Steph's hands and you just know good things are going to happen. And I think, like, Steph kind of just said, I'm going to stop passing it. He really just said, I'm going to stop passing it and I'm just going to make shit happen. And, and uh, when he's got that mentality, it's <sighs> – there's no, but there's no. I'm taking that above anything else you got in the playoffs, right? Like the only guy that's made prime LeBron six years ago, like uh, uh, you can you can give that, like that that guy's amazing, right? But beyond sure. that, you talk about this postseason right now, yeah, Giannis is amazing. They're in a dogfight. Uh, Luca's amazing, but I just don't think maybe he's there yet. Um, St- Steph has a chance. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's got to get the tonight. body
1: fat about five percent lower. <laughs> from uh, me, dude. Look,
2: dude, I th- I. Sam, I think that Mikael Bridges can't guard him because Luke is fat. Like that's my thing. I, I just think like <laughs> <laughs> he's just a fat dude, and Mikael's just gonna get put in the rim every time. But anyway, I, I, that's, that's gotta it's, shame,
1: look. It's, isn't that kind of funny? Like it works to his advantage on offense. Like dudes who are great defenders can't do anything with him, but <laughs> yeah. then he gets he gets kind of cooked on defense because he's yeah. too. So it's like yeah. he's got he's got to find that
2: happy medium. But that's you that's know, gonna that's, be a good series, by the way. That's, uh, and you make a you make a great point. Every series is two two. Yeah. Right. And and the Warriors. Warriors have a chance. Warriors yep. have a chance
1: to get extra rest, which is yep. ultimately what matters. We get we can get frustrated about everything else, but ultimately it matters. Few more shout-outs on this game. Sure. Actually, I want to ask a quick question to you. Okay. So not on the negative side, but Clay Thompson, another wildly inefficient night. <gasps> Six for twenty. Uh he did rebound the ball. He did play physical defense. Whether it was a you know, he is trying in other aspects, but it's like The shot hunting. Sometimes I wish he'd dial it back. Jordan Poole, not a particularly good game, and he played way less minutes than Clay. Um, Now, here's my question for you: Should Mike Brown have gone with more Jordan Poole over Clay Thompson in this game? Uh, Because it's, I mean, they were both inefficient, but Jordan Poole put up the same amount of points in him and eight less shots. He was more dynamic on offense. He created play- better things happened offensively when Jordan pulls
2: off. It's it's the off it's the offense defense question. I think right now you got to say objectively that Jordan pulls a better offensive player. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, clay is kind of hit or miss one day arrest. You kind of saw this coming. Doesn't mean that clay doesn't mean that it's absolvable, right? Like you, if you're a clay, why are you taking 20 shots? Uh, the part is like, Clay's defense, like you said, it, it's still physical. I mean, there's a reason why Memphis couldn't score tonight, right? Outside of John not playing, Clay was awesome, uh, solid on defense, and I think Jordan Poole still gets attacked. Like I'm watching slow mo kind of go after Jordan Poole like that. So I, I think that's yeah, slow mo really, way. really went after him. And so I, I'm with you. I think offensively, just Jordan Poole, you've he should be playing more minutes. At the same time, it's like Clay played 38, Poole played 32. Can you cut those to have them both play about thirty-five, right? Like, I- I'm just, I'm just not sure. Like, yeah. maybe balance that out a little bit because Clay off one day rest playing thirty-eight minutes. Like, I'm sure Clay wants to be out there, but geez, that's a lot of minutes for a guy that's coming off two injuries, two years, and struggling the way he does, right? Like, it's, it's maybe you got to save him from himself a little bit.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I'm wondering if it's a little just splitting hairs, too. Like, I'm talking about a guy playing two more minutes and the guy playing less. But it's it's something to call out. because but you can, No, but you you're right.
2: See- you're right, though. Six more minutes plus eight more shots is, I mean, this was a one possession game, Sam, down the stretch. And, you know, it should not have been. Yeah, against
1: against a team who can defend with better offense, you probably lose that game. Um, the Warriors, I don't want to say got lucky, but it is Memphis's offense is what it is without Job. Um, let's let's get to the next topic, which is Andrew Wiggins, another excellent game. Honestly, I I I don't know what to say. Like ten rebounds, he's leading the team in rebounds things I absolutely did not see coming. Andrew Wiggins leading this team in rebounds. I will, I'll go on the record and say, I would, I, if you told me that was going to happen, I'd be like, yeah, it, you know, I have, I have something to sell you, you know, like no <laughs> chance, no chance on earth. Not just that he's, um, he's taking with the defense. I'll give him on offense. He's been a little more aggressive finishing around the rim. Just overall, he's doing everything you'd ever hoped he would do. And, uh, you know, Can't say enough for large stretches of this game.
2: And really this whole series, he's been just kind of Mr. Consistent steady. He really is. He he really is. I think the offensive rebounding down the stretch was incredible. He had two back to back really save possessions for the Warriors. And uh, that's the type of of stuff that we were seeing Otto Porter make, right? But I think Otto Porter probably can't play more than 25 minutes. Those are the plays that we've seen Andre Godala make, right? Look, we're not going to talk about that three-pointer that Wiggins had uh, at the end of the game. We're not going to talk about that. Yeah, that was not nice. We we don't (laughs) talk about that. But did you see the plays that he made defensively, right? Defensively, he was incredible. A couple blocks, Tyus Jones kind of locked him up at the end. And I think just what else needs to be said about a guy that I think 17 points tonight probably could have shot more 7 for 13 but he's doing all the things that i dirty work that i think you know clay certainly not doing them as well as wiggins i don't mean to keep throwing clay under the bus here but clay, wiggins is doing all the things that we've seen those kind of One championship of the, players do yeah. someone in the yeah.
1: chat saying is Wiggs a 16 game player and <laughs> Uh, seven wins into it right now. He looks like a 16-game player to me. I mean, he really he's, does. He's playing like it. I don't know what else to say. I don't need anything else from Wiggins. If he can continue doing this no, the rest of the way, no. I'm thrilled. I think yep. he's he's 100 – not just filled his role, but filled the role the Warriors need him to fill. Which,
2: which are different, I don't different know if we knew that he could do that. Well,
1: he's never he's never rebounded in the past. That's the thing. Like, he – I didn't. I was skeptical he could play a small ball four because he's never been a guy who's got you a bunch
2: of like offensive rebounds. When's he ever done
1: it? No, never,
2: never. Not that aggressive too, right? Like the way he's going about it is like is is you know we always talk about the the lack of aggressiveness on offense where it's like mm-hmm. yeah take it to the whole more but now it's like Wiggins is almost coming out there and say yeah this is my this is my fucking paint right he's and he's going up against Brandon Clark. Uh, Kyle Anderson, Steven Adams, he's guarding it for long stretches, Jaron Jackson. It ain't like he's going up against a small ball lineup with the Memphis Grizzlies. Grizzlies did try to go big tonight at various stretches of the game. And Andrew Wiggins just kind of. Said, eh.
1: And it worked for them by the way. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, you're right. He, ma- he matched it. This is, this is exactly the type of matchup I would have before the playoffs started on paper. I'd be like, this is the, the type of matchup they'll, that he'd struggle with a team that goes super big and physical. That's not a Wiggins game, you know? um and and it was and he did what he needed to do um let's see we should we should mention draymond, draymond struggled but yes auto yeah they'll go auto
2: first let's keep it let's keep it positive first
1: auto auto kind of opened the game up for them being the only guy who could hit shots which um they were desperate for as a stretch there um just a vital player to this rotation He. He, he rebounds the ball well makes the right play on offense good passer um you could tell they want to keep him he's a free agent in the summer just absolutely just perfect warrior and i think he was i i think if he wasn't hitting shots in the third quarter this game might have got out of hand like they were searching for someone to give them a shot of energy and it was him
2: uh, classic Andre Iguodala. I keep throwing a Gidali out because I loved Andre Gidali, but Otto Porter just an actual shooter. Uh, it's it's amazing that he's finally found a shot. I think it was gone for what two months. Yeah, two
1: months. But, I mean, <laughs> he's, been, he's been a good shooter his whole career, but yeah, his whole career. Probably- for for a
2: couple months there, he was just really struggling with the three. Players. I know whole career he's been amazing, and he just kind of fell off the map. But it, I think it's amazing that he's back again. He's making all the great plays regardless, right? Like he he's just an amazing rebounder. The way that Wiggins has been, that we didn't know that was possible. He's he's downsized to play the four, even the five sometimes. I, I just I don't know what else you've got to say about Otto, who's actually been incredible this entire series. I, I, him him and Wiggins have, you know, I think large stretches of this game, I, I literally sat there. I think I texted you, and I was just like, you know what? The only guys that have showed up tonight is Andrew Wiggins, Otto Porter, and on Looney. Like those are the three guys that are playing well for the Warriors right now. And you know all the rest of the guys showed up. But uh it, it's it's pretty sweet to see uh to see. You know what we're saying? We're seeing strength of numbers, Samuel. That's what we're seeing. Yeah. <laughs>
1: 2015 oh, <God>. back. <laughs> all right, let's get to um let's get to the goons. Let's get to the goons. Uh
2: let's talk Draymond real quick. Okay, okay. we'll do Draymond first. Uh incredible uh block on Jaron Jackson. Kind of reminiscent of the one on Jokic uh, where he got that game-winning steal. Rest of the game, Sam. The rest of the game. Not pretty. Not the best Draymond game.
1: Honestly, I was I was gonna leave the topic up, but it's like they gotta figure out he's gotta, he's got to let go of the whole uh, traffic cop thing on offense. Cause it's getting, it's getting a little ridiculous in my opinion. Yep.
2: I don't know what else Agreed. to say. Agreed.
1: It's, Agreed. Um, it's just, it's killing the rhythm. He's been, he's, he's been, I don't want to call him a negative on offense, but they, they haven't dropped off offensively if he's off the floor. And that's not a good sign. Like, they they played better in game one without him. For large stretches of this game, they got better offense when he went off the floor. Uh, he's got to figure that out because it, it, he can't he can't nuke the offense the
2: way he's been doing it. He he can't nuke the offense and he can't like right now defensively he's good but he's not great. Like if you're gonna be this bad on offense, you better be all time on defense, right? And I think just just the way that Draymond looks on offense right now. It's more of a – I think you're 100% correct. It's relinquish the ball at the top of the key. Nobody's guarding you. You're squeezing the rock between two people. It, enough. Like Jordan Poole, Steph Curry, pick and roll. Come on. I, I'm okay even with a split action because it's not like Memphis is, is this is this incredibly smart team even though tonight they were great. Like it, just, just – come on.
0: Let it go. That's it. Let's move into the goons.
3: Still hey y'all! There. there we go. I am. Uh, wow, I'm surprised I can still talk after that <laughs> game. I was yelling at my television, like just like, what are you doing? Like especially at Clay, like he just. I love I love Clay so much, but there were a lot of moments tonight where I was just like, what, 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 why? why? Um, but I will say, after how ugly this game was, I've seen enough. We're definitely winning the title. Like I'm just calling it now. Like, wow. there's no way that partially because, like, I heard people talking about uh, how ugly this game was. And, you know, I watched the 2003 playoffs. That's what this game felt like. And if we can survive a game like that where nothing works for us and, like, Clay and, Jay- and Jordan both kind of look ugly, like, I think we can survive anything. Um, Otto looked awesome tonight gun to your head would you trade would you get rid of wiseman for nothing if it meant keeping autos that was the binary (laughs) oh Um, boy boy. okay and then the last thing this is for the this is actually for the people in the chat because the discord has a special request no cap we need you back man you keep saying you're coming back and you haven't come back yet and you know you know (laughs) who who we're talking to so i'll let you guys go with that
1: Oh, the the Light Years Discord is the best. Um, I actually feel pretty good about the Warriors' chances to keep Otto, uh, irrespective of any other player on the roster. But we'll we'll deal with that in the off season. He's here now, you know. Uh, Wiseman's not going
2: anywhere. I just want to throw that in. Wiseman's not going anywhere. He is going to be, betting, be starting at center next season. All right. Let's get to Eduardo. Eduardo. Just want to say that
1: game uh, aged me like 30 years. I don't think this is good for my health, but we got the win. That's all that matters.
4: Uh, hopefully, it was less stress for, for y'all. Um, main question: Do you think uh, Jaw being out almost kind of made this worse for us?
1: Cause kind of missed him on defense. If I'm being honest. Yeah, I mean, I I do. So there's two ways. One, the Grizzlies are way better defensively without Jaw. And I think that posed a different challenge for the Warriors and ones that one they weren't ready for Two, like, we all know how it goes when a team's missing their star uh, on some level, there was definitely a warrior. Uh, let's just say, I, in my opinion, I don't think they came out with the best focus, you know, like part of it was certainly they thought they were going to walk all over them. So I do think in some ways it, it worked in the Grizzlies favor today. <laughs> yeah. Um I'm with you. I mean, you know know what I'm talking about. It's like when a team's missing their best player and, you know, you come out and you're like, I don't need to try as hard. Next thing you know, you're, you know, you're getting a little bit of a dogfight. But
2: I just, I just think the problem is this isn't a young team. This is a team that's won three titles. This is a team that's been through really the worst of times and the best of times. And uh, it's, you know, you know, that's the Warriors though, right? There's no other team in the NBA that can just throw the ball around like this and still find a way to win the game. So, you know, we've watched this for eight, seven, eight years. We're used to it. Still, it's still Ryan. painful though. Still painful. Ryan, what's up, man? Uh, nothing much. Just got done watching the game at a uh,
5: Del Frisco's. Uh, frickin' Tommy and I were going. Uh, we we looked like we were about to get kicked out the joint at the end. Uh,
3: Wiggins gave
5: me war flashbacks for one second with that off the backboard three. I I, I was having play-in flashbacks. Um, but overall, great Wiggins game. Absolutely fantastic game. He did all the little things, which I was stunned about. And then our boss man beat their boss man, Clay Thompson, out Dylan Brooks in the battle of <laughs> boss men. And Jesus. we are 4-0 oh when I wear boss man gear. So, let's go.
1: Oh, I'm, no, I'm never taking a call again, Ryan. That's really bad.
2: Been- <laughs> <laughs> By the way, shout out to Tommy and Ryan, kind of meeting up. That's the light years Discord making uh, making relationships right there. I love that. Adam, what's up, man?
6: Hey guys. Uh, number one, man. I you know this game made me realize how bad Jaw's uh, point of attack defense was, and just how he he really puts a lot of unnecessary flack um, that. Triple J is received, and even Steven Adams, like he just puts them in such bad positions to get in foul trouble that I honestly think they're a slightly better team without, without Ja. And, I, you know, outlandish take. I'm not being on a real, real here, but I get some Steve Francis, Stefan Marbury vibes from, from Ja. Maybe we're a, a year and a half away from basically a lot of first take. uh Analysis of you know they should have traded Ja after this year when, it was, when his value was at highest. Number two, Taylor Jenkins is in a he's in a he's in an abusive relationship with uh, with Dylan Brooks because oh. that, that guy he he loves Dylan Brooks more than anybody more than Dylan Brooks loves himself. <laughs> you know Dylan Brooks like how does that guy take eighteen shots and and Bane takes eight shots insane. and and at the end of the game. They're going to him as their go-to score. This guy that was dribbling off his foot and just an automatic turnover, terrible. Number three, Mike Brown. I think, I think this game may, may, may be very prophetic about history repeating itself. He might be the next Luke Walton because he's he watched 82 regular season games and the, the playoff games so far this year. and he's, He still believed that Damian Lee was going to be an effective playoff, you know, play to give him 13 minutes. I mean, he, he thought he was going to be, you know, he's going to outsmart kind of, you know, the analytics. But I, I, I <laughs> and, and, and I, I get your point about kind of the Warriors, you know, you know, this might be, I think they need experience. I don't think they need rest. I, I think it might be good for them to lose game five just so them, t- for them to go through some kind of. Uh, some some kind of some some kind of you know playoff metal building kind of experience because I it's it, it's it's hard for me to kind of really believe in the worries and it's hard for me to assess them because honestly they've played the worst team in the playoffs and in in the Grizzlies probably the fourth worst team in the playoffs uh, of both conferences that's kind of how I feel out of you know after watching the first round and and and, and the second round thus far. And it's – last point, you know, I don't want to take up too much time. It's – I was really worried about the Warriors just on how 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 hard they were celebrating. They were celebrating like this was a pivotal game five. In, uh,
2: I I, it was,
1: I, all right, Adam. You're, you're uh, starting to lose uh, me a little bit on this yeah, one. In general, uh, by the way, Dylan Brooks 100% yells Kobe. After he shoots, <laughs> you like every time, like it, I know, I know the dude in pick up who does that. That's Dylan Brooks, you know. Like <laughs> but, just, you can see it on his face.
2: <laughs> so, can we, uh can we talk about Taylor Jenkins for thirty seconds here? Yeah. Uh,
1: I actually, it's... I, I had, I had my rant ready midday. But oh, too many things no, have happened. No, 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 no.
2: no, Give it to us. Give it to no, us. No, no, go, go for it.
1: Now, now I've lost my train Okay, I'll get back okay. to
2: Okay, I go first. You, you latch on. Uh, I just think very immature. Uh, I, I think a coach that I think he's a good coach. I mean, there's a reason why this team is 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 what it is, right? He's he has uh, he's been under a lot of great coaches in his career. He's he's only not even 40 years old. Seems smart, but I think that when you're a coach of a team that's now in the second round and you're going to be in the postseason for probably a really long time, uh, there's a level of I think profet- professionalism that you've got to exude. Uh, And I think Steve Kerr obviously has that, Greg Popovich, all the great coaches, really a lot of the coaches in the NBA, just very smart and just say the right things, do the right things. And I think Taylor Jenkins right now, you're seeing the, you're seeing the, the, the youngness, the rookiness of him. Amateur hour. Amateur. Amateur. Exactly what it is. Their
1: entire, their entire thing was not disclosing the MRI results, which, someone's going to have to double check this for I'm pretty sure that's a violation they're going to get fined for it. you have to you have to disclose it to the league and publicly okay. otherwise uh-huh. otherwise you're just hiding player's health stuff and it's okay. a, it's, a, uh-huh. it's a risk so it's just like that the campaigning for Jordan Poole like right. what right. are we doing here come on man you know it's, to me it's it's just kind of amateur hour stuff and it kind of sucks for a guy i thought was had a really impressive year coaching. Yeah, with just he how did. Good they were so but whatever, you know, that's that's his problem. The last point on Jaw. You know, you, or actually no, I want no. you keep going.
2: No, no, no. Keep going. Keep going. Do you think um
1: I, I don't think they're be- they're not better without Jaw, but you do you do notice that like Jaron Jackson he does he is kind of left out to dry a lot because of Jaw. Like I think Jaron's a really good player. You know what I mean? Amazing. And I think yep. it's particularly defensively. I think a lot of those foul issues are pertaining to Jaw more than um, let's just say Jaron being overzealous all the time.
2: I, I lost you for a second there, Sam, but uh, I, I think your, your point on, I think your, what was the point on Jaron? Sorry. I was saying, I, I don't think the caller
1: is wrong in saying a lot of Jaron's foul trouble can be attributed to Jaw. Just like putting up no resistance and hanging him out to dry. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, I yeah. I mean, John Moran, I think is you know the age old thing is always like, oh, jaw's out. It's this, but it's like at the same time, it's like this team. I mean, this team was twenty five for a reason. Now you, you mm-hmm. pointed out that the that the Grizzlies have the number one defense without jaw. I did not know that. That is, uh, I mean, now they got Dylan Brooks back, who's you know a good defensive player. As much as you know, I like to make fun of him, but. This is this is a team that uh, had the Warriors in a straitjacket for 47 and a half minutes. So <laughs> the Warriors won the game. Uh, one final point. Let's let's keep it moving here. Uh, the final point on this team is this team is going through fighting, and in, in these close games, they're doing it right now. Game one, game two, in this game. Like what what are we talking about here? Three straight games against Denver were close games. Like this team is learning through experience right now. Right. I don't need the Warriors to go through another loss to do that. Right. This team is learning and kind of going through how to win in these close games again. Right. They've done it before. And and I think the celebration wise. Look, man, this team is up three one. They're about to make it to the Western Conference finals. Same they haven't done that in two plus seasons, right? The last time it happened was Katie didn't tear his Achilles yet. Clay didn't Clay didn't even tear his ACL or Achilles, right? Steph didn't break his hand. Draymond, you know, was kind of a shell of him. So it's like the last time this happened, Jordan Poole was in Michigan, right? So I, they get to celebrate however they want to celebrate, and Chase Anderson should celebrate with them. Uh, win is a win is a win, man. It's the postseason. Agreed.
1: Oh, let's get to my guy Ant. Ant, what's up, man?
7: Hey, what what up, fellas? How you guys doing? Whew. good. <laughs> hey, man. Ugh. Um, real quick, great win for you, for you guys, man. That was a lot of fun to watch. Um, what is the um, what is the outlook in terms of who's the best matchup for you guys? Suns or the Mavs? Okay, so
1: I th- I think you have to say the Mavs. Uh, just because the Suns are better all around, but I think Luca, like the Luca's is just a tougher matchup individually than Booker, CP, or Aiton is for the Warriors. Like Aiton, in general, has not caused a lot of issues for the Warriors. Like he, he's obviously good, but he's not Draymond, causing
2: issues for the
6: Mavs. <laughs>
1: yeah, but I was saying when
2: Draymond and Looney have been locked in, right, they,
1: right, they, I don't want to say they neutralized him, but like he hasn't, he hasn't taken over the game and commanded double teams or done something like that to them and then you know Chris Paul and, and Devin Booker both phenomenal but they're not they're not causing the Warriors the type of issues that Luka is like it in the games against Dallas in the regular season I mean Clay and Wiggins struggled with Luka and then you know if those guys aren't guarding him I don't even know where you go like you put Draymond on them you know so it's it, it's a tricky situation um, I don't know. I, I I don't know what the the better matchup is, but I, I'm gonna as much as I don't want to say it, I'm still gonna say Dallas is probably the easier matchup. Just because I agree. Outside of Luka, there's just not as much there. And you know, Phoenix, it's not one player; it's just like the collective.
7: Yep. Gotcha. Yep. I appreciate it. Is I mean, people you are think? like sweating their balls off watching this game, but huh? like yeah. like an outsider watching it, it was a lot of fun for me just as <laughs> basketball guy, watching both teams come back, and the Grizzlies changing it, how how they do things and play yeah. more to the team, and you can see, like, they missed jaw in the last, like, five minutes, right? Because they didn't know who to shoot the ball, so um, that was a lot of fun to watch, and then, like, Curry just kind of just turned it on at the end there, but um, fun show. I'll uh, step down. Well, I've, hold on, hold on. And who do you think is the easier matchup? Mavs, Mavs or Suns? Who do I think? Yeah. Um, I think you guys, like, pretty much laid it out in terms of the the, uh, the Mavs because of, you know, Luka and their, their, their second-best player Jalen Brunson. And no disrespect to him, but, like, that's not really a scary thing if you're the Warriors, especially if you have GP2 out. You know what I mean? So um, if you can find a way to – you're not going to stop Luka, but if you can find a way to just hold serve on, on that end – I can see the Warriors winning in probably five or six. Yeah, I I agree. I I, I tend I agree. I, I think
2: look, the, it's not like the Suns have been super impressive, but I, I still do think that you prefer probably not to play the Suns uh, in, in that series.
7: This yeah, and- weapons, bro. They got so many. They got so many. Weapons. I mean, it it's right. That's it's, really
1: what it comes. To, that's really what yeah. it comes down to. It's like I, you know, I like Jalen Brunson and Spencer Dinwiddie's a nice, nice player who can who can get really hot coming off the bench. But like outside of that, it's I mean, it's it's not a lot of, it's not a lot of things that are going to scare you. Whereas the Suns, they, they just have eight, nine solid guys who can all do something on offense. So it's always going to be a, a little trickier to guard them as a unit. And we appreciate you calling in. For <laughs> forward. Um, let's get
7: to Will, my guy hey, Will. What's been up? been a while.
1: Man? Been a while, boys. Um, I have to really look at all of the sports teams that I love. Andy, I know you're more aligned like me. We're Giants, Niners, Sander, <laughs> A's, Raiders, I believe. Is that the most stressful win you guys have ever dealt with in your life? Because I think for me that was just because – we lose that without Jaw on the floor, and I know they're great without Jaw. But man, it is two to two going back to Memphis on a game where I'm on, I'm on my peloton during the game watch, and I look up. We're 0 of 15 from three to start, and a game we got to win at home. I really got to think about this. Like, is that the most stressful, you know, win <laughs> that has ever been existed? I'll take an ugly win every time, but. Man, it felt like a part of me was literally dying during that game. I don't know if it's the most stressful, but I'll put it this way. Will appreciate the call. I haven't felt that kind of stress in a Warriors game in <laughs> three, four years. I have to. <laughs> I might have to go back to. I might have to go back to the
2: Rockets series.
1: Houston, um, maybe. Yeah, those yeah. Portland
2: games didn't weren't really stressful, so yeah, I think you probably have to I, go back then, to Houston. <laughs>
1: No offense, but Damian Lillard's never stressed me out. So, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's um, – it's has to be those Rocket series. Um, that game six before Steph exploded in the fourth quarter, I was very Oh, stressed. that was
2: elite. That, that was an elite one. I, I think – look, I, I think that the Warriors, if they lose this game, it, it just feels like – just very a team that's not going to win the title and I know sometimes it's just a game or a shot it's the difference but that's the postseason right and I think the Warriors lose this game I think you and I have a completely different tone it's a 2-2 two, two series I mean J- Jaws probably out for the rest of the series but you can't look at this team with a straight face and say you know this is a real contender but that's sometimes Sam that's just all it all it is they play they play great for the last six minutes and all of a sudden it's all sunshine and rainbows and I think Oh, they'll, they'll play yeah. game five. They'll close it out in Memphis. You would think. I mean, maybe they make twenty threes. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'm not willing
1: there. to go that extreme with it. But for me, it was important to see them close out an ugly game. It, yes. And, yes. And that's a thing they yes. need to continue to do because they can't get the regular season back. They can't make. Right, you know, right. they can't they, they can't make Clay untire his Achilles so he misses half this year. They can't make Draymond's back not get injured. They can't make Marcus Smart not roll up on Steph's ankle. They, like they can't get the continuity back that they lost. So just showing that they can win what's an ugly game, which honestly they didn't deserve to win. Like <laughs> you know, but but like that, hey, that's what a good team does. They needed they needed that, and so for me it's just important because inevitably they're gonna play at least. And they're going to play more games like this the farther you go. The games are going to get uglier. It's going to be more of a grind the farther you go. Um, hopefully they, they, they learn some more about how to play offense in the half court. That was something that was it, from a, just like a pure basketball perspective. It's abundantly clear they don't really know what they what they want to do in the half court against a good defense. They, they like they want to just get in transition on you, and and that's fine. But like they they really had no clue how they wanted to attack it till the end.
2: I uh just just perspective a little bit here, um, because I know this this was frustrating. But Warriors were seven and two this postseason, and they haven't been blown out once uh they were, they really haven't even been down big once i mean they've been down maybe big a couple but like it's never been and i think we've gotten used to seeing this in those earlier runs for the warriors they, there would just be one game where they just kept completely shelled right yeah they, they're down 20. Game, yeah yep yep and we haven't seen that you know i want to say yet but like we just haven't seen that from these warriors and i think you know regardless of who you're playing that that's something to be said that they've played nine games and and just if it's not a Warriors win comfortably, it's a barn burner. And so far, the Warriors are winning the close games, and there's something to be said about that. Look, man, you, these aren't the 16, 17, 14, 15 Warriors. You can't just win every series 4-1. I like, guess just, <laughs> right? Like, this, just sometimes it's just how it is. It's just, it's yeah. just how it is. All right, let's
1: move forward. Karema.
8: Fellas, fellas. All right. There we go. Now. Now we got it all out, got it all out. Adam was bugging the previous previous caller. He was bugging out, talking about we should lose in Memphis. Get out of here, dude. We are shutting it down in Memphis, okay? Because that's what needs to happen. But let's fast forward. Do we think that Steve Kerr will be able to test out of this and show up for game five? I'm feeling like it's too quick of a turnaround, but I do want to just give a quick shout-out to Maple Wiggins, Otto Porter, Loon Dog, they stepped up when it seemed like no one else wanted to. And just just uh, Wiggins, I just want to give him a big hug because coming from the Timberwolves to where he is now, with a constant smile on his face. He is just giving so much to the Warriors. And to the Warriors fans, that this is just uh, an appreciation shout out to Maple Wiggins and keep it up because he's doing the damn thing. And thank you guys for always showing up for us. Sam, get better soon, okay? <laughs> Appreciate
1: it, Grima. Um, To her point, I don't, I don't think there's any way Steve's gonna test out for Game Five. Um, just the, the odds he's gonna be cleared in. 48 hours are very limited but yeah, it could be back by game one of next Steve. round yeah.
2: yeah just get out I mean, right that's the i most just assume
1: important part. i assume when anyone goes into the protocols it's a week you know it could be could be a couple days less could be a couple days more and the next round starts in a week so you know it's i hope i hope he has no complications just get well you know um yeah, I, I i was kind of assuming just you know he'd have no complications but yes right, to, to the right. point
2: you know as long as just get healthy um all right let's get to yeah. the next caller yeah. mick and the wiggins shout out by the way just as someone that has been i think tough on wiggins this season me it's just i got i got no words man you gotta you gotta tell her like it is dude's been fucking balling yeah. Best player on the team tonight for like three and a half quarters
4: man <laughs> anyway mick what's up guys it's been a while what's up, brother Chillin, chillin. oh andy um what's her at bro Tell us. I
2: already found it. I found it here. Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna send it over in the, in the yes! chat.
4: Yes. Um, but jokes aside, like, <laughs> I didn't. Yo. I didn't find it. My friends did. But, anyway, <laughs> go ahead. but yeah, jokes aside, yo, like I, it's like 127 here, and I don't think I'm gonna be able to sleep after that game. But yo, come on, anything for our team, for the boys. Um, one question though, um, what do you guys think of um Kuminga moving forward? Like. I think we could have used him this game um, instead of um, Seidel's husband, but I don't know. Like, I'm not the coach. We're not the coach. So, well, uh, we'll see. Okay, Mick, appreciate the call. Okay. Can we,
1: can we talk about Kaminga real quick? Um, yeah, yeah. Second straight game, they started him. Uh, second game, they got off to an awful start. Yeah. Um, it's a lot to ask a teenager to be ready to play in the playoffs. Like whether they should play Damian Lee, the amount of minutes they do, or they should go somewhere else. Like that's a different discussion. I'm, I might have to side with, I might have to side with, with Kerr on this one. I, I don't know that, you know, you want to be overextending Kuminga too much as the games get a little more cerebral and a little more veteran.
2: Yeah. I- Look, in the case, he mentioned Damian Lee. I actually thought Damian Lee was pretty good on defense tonight. Like he he he's generally like not making mistakes there. Offensively, he's he's pretty awful. But like I, that's that's the question, right? It, it's do you go with Kaminga's athleticism and general energy, even though he kind of doesn't know what he's doing, and, and kind of pray. Or do you go with Damian Lee's steadiness on defense, which I think he's pretty solid. But at the same time, he's kind of a zero, right? Like there's no rim pressure. He's not making any shots, right? So they're kind of in a tough spot. Uh, uh, It's at home. I feel like I would have just played Kaminga in the Lee minutes, but I can see where Brown was coming from. Like it's not, it's not a, it's not an obvious decision. I should say, like it's not a, oh my god, you, you of course you play Lee, or of course you play Kaminga. No, I, I think, I think and, there's arguments to be made on both sides for. for
1: and this is, the, uh, this is where the this is where the GP two injury hurts because those yeah, are his minutes. Yeah.
2: those are his minutes. Hundred um, percent.
1: Yep. Yeah, it's like they they were planning on having um, the rotation be in no order, Steph, Clay, Poole, Wiggins, GP, Draymond, Otto, Looney. And those are your main eight guys. And then, you know, maybe you could sprinkle in some Kuminga, some Iguodala, um you know, whoever, depending on, like, matchup and health. And now that they've lost GP2, uh, they need, you know, they need to find more minutes from, from other guys.
2: So, <laughs> all right, I'm going to keep moving yep. forward. I just watched a video of Steph's flop. <laughs> Steph Harden, baby. That was impressive. Truly
4: impressive. Holden. I made it. There we go. Success. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So I guess I wanted to take it back to sort of the more human side of this. Uh, I agree with basically what you guys have been saying as far as basketball. I think we've been seeing the same shit the whole season. But – this game looked like two teams that didn't want to be playing basketball at least (laughs) until five minutes left in the game. Right. Like rewind. So Gary's gone. We've had this massive back and forth between two cities worth of fans saying all sorts of ugly shit to each other back and forth. Right. There's the Dylan Brooks thing. And then their coach is like saying, no, that's not a problem. And then. The whole deal with Jordan Poole, as soon as they finish this 142-point legendary game, right, he gets off the game, walks up to the podium all happy, and then they go, oh, yeah, the coach is asking for you to be suspended. So then he has to go to bed. Like, you guys ever spent the night before either a court case or you got to go to school the next day knowing you're in trouble and you just can't sleep and you're nervous as hell? So that's Jordan's whole night, right? So he spent the last 48 hours freaked out about that, getting called dirty by John ja Morant in the media, right. like in right. public. John ja Morant, a guy he absolutely looks up to and wants respect yeah, from, yeah. Okay. He's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and he's now getting back. it. I'm
1: going to start pushing back on you now, Holden. I, I don't know that I agree with. I don't know that I agree with that one. I'm not. I'm not buying that Jordan Poole looks up to John ja Morant or was shook because uh, Jenkins called him dirty. I think Memphis just. Memphis started three players today who didn't start the last game and they all happen to be significantly better defenders than the guys that started in their
2: place. I well, I, I think the I think the problem there, and I think his his point I think was good in that I, I think Memphis was Bush League and trying to drag Jordan Poole's reputation yes, down. That's that's now, J- that's that's amateur hour. No no way around fucking that. Fucking bullshit. Yeah. Right. That's fucking bullshit. Now if if Jordan Poole had smacked you know, Jaws, knee and, and now Jaws out sure because he did that and you could be angry about that like like for example dylan brooks hitting GP 2 in midair and breaking his elbow right like that's the warriors have a right to be mad about that but i think the the bush league and the amateur are what you're saying is the part where it's like you have no concrete evidence that any of this is due to jordan Poole. jordan Poole has never been a guy look man jordan Poole doesn't play defense <laughs> how can you possibly say the kid is doing any of this and i think that's the part where i mean the nba agrees The day after that, the NBA was like, "Yeah, we're not we're not doing anything. We're not giving them a flaker. Like this is bullshit, right?" I I just think that's the stuff where you look at the you look at Memphis as an organization. You're just like, this really is your first. It's 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 your classic. It's your classic. Like I remember my first beer. Yeah, exactly. It's it's just. (laughs) I mean, I was
1: just the first time Jenkins did it, I got annoyed. The second time, I'd start cringing. I'm like, you're embarrassing yourself, buddy. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, like that's the best way to put it. Uh, let's get Mikas up here Oh boy Mekis.
2: Right after I just said they're not going to bring me out, And I want to die Wow <laughs> just, like Steph Nacho, just like Steph uh, not showing up Just like Steph not showing up for three quarters You guys finally show up in the final minutes I love it to see <laughs> it uh, We I rely did, on Mikas to bring us home brother. No all through the game We were 0 of 10 and I said I'm going to start doing a shot every three they make And I did do that so we're here, we're out oh, here, and I'm ready to go. We're going to go rapid fire real quick. You guys, Sorry. don't even think about these questions. We're just going to go. Do we think Memphis Grizzlies fans are more mad at Dylan Brooks for breaking GPT's elbow or for being the worst player on the floor tonight? Which one do we think? <laughs> just real quick. Um, it's no, 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 no. got it's got to be the latter. I, I don't think Memphis right. fans like Dylan Brooks. I really right. don't at this point.
1: Sam, your turn. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Watching Dylan Brooks go into uh, – you know, pure Kobe mode down the stretch has to be infuriating. If he's in saw a saw a great tweet where they were like,
2: Dylan Brooks thinks Kobe wore the number for him. Um, <laughs> is tonight the best game of Wiggins' Warriors career? Consider I wrote all these down while I was drunk watching the game, but I'm going to read them off You're real quick. Right. Is tonight the best game of Wiggins' Warriors career considering the stakes? Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah, I th- I think the stretch, I think the entire playoff stretch is the best basketball he's ever played.
2: Yes, I agree. Uh, the, Warriors yep. are to, the Warriors are yet to lose in chase in the playoffs this off, season, or this off season. No, we're still in the fucking playoffs because we're gonna fucking win the championship. The Warriors are yet to y- lose in the playoffs in this playoff run, even if we have a bad crowd. Is there something about saying that our home court might be more effective than any other team in the playoffs right now? Because we have yet. Yeah, that's to be pretty a funny. What do you guys think? Um, <laughs> that's
1: pretty I'm funny. Pass.
6: I'm
2: gonna pass on that one. <laughs> Okay, Sam, that's foul accepted. Andy, you have a stance? I just, I'm just laughing because I people do really dislike that chase. Crowd. I think it's a little unfair, but I don't know, man. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Yeah. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Steph and Draymond really want to get that crowd riled up. I'll tell you that. They're trying their what? hardest. They're trying their hardest. At the same hardest. time, maybe if you motherfuckers played better, they would probably maybe be a better crowd. Be Maybe I've turned him all over twenty times. Anyway, uh, keep it rolling. Okay, keep it rolling. Yeah, I got three more. Despite how great he is on defense, usually I'm going to put usually has Draymond outlived his usefulness. Do we expect the Suns to pick apart the Warriors' offense like Memphis if Traffic Cop Draymond exists next round? Oh, Suns will. Sam Daniel. Suns will. That's smart.
8: Um,
2: okay. No, Ooh. Not Ooh. Not. He pushes back. I'm not. What? Well, so wait. You're
1: you're worried about his. You're worried about his traffic cop offense, but then the the Suns are gonna pick him apart when the, he's on defense. Is that uh, no, I'm, I'm
2: saying asking? picking apart his offense. Like you know how like Memphis is always breaking, oh, always I mean, breaking over our passes, breaking up offensive okay.
1: actions. Actually, I don't think I don't think they'll be as good as Memphis at it because Memphis forces more steals than anyone like, because of Memphis their length. Is, yeah, yeah, and they gamble a lot more than anyone else.
2: So yeah. Okay. Okay, I'll hear that. Um, rank the players no, tonight. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Go ahead. As I say, not that Chris Paul and Mikael Bridges won't get their fair share of steals, but I don't think like as a collective it'll be as many as Memphis. Rank the players tonight, rapid fire: Wiggins, OPJ, Looney, Steph, top to bottom. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go first. Steph, Wiggins, OPJ, OPJ. Mm-hmm. Looney, okay. and that's oh, and that's you know. Kind of goes in, you know, Steph what? closed the games, Wiggins was the most consistent, and then Otto played more minutes than Looney. So Otto did save
2: the game, I will say, just, you know, I will say. The, Otto sh- like- the shooting versus the defensive difference, but I'll, I'll go with Sam. I'll go with Sam. Okay. Wiggins, Wiggins played 39 minutes and was really good. And then lastly, pick both conference finals matchups for the next round. And uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah,
6: let's hear it. who Who comes I'm out? In for who, this. Who's, who's competing
2: for the East and who's competing for the West in the final uh, round?
1: I'm going Philly and Milwaukee and Warriors and Suns. God. I mean, yeah, dude.
2: Andy's got a tail. And he's t- no, the favorites. No, that's exactly who I've got. I mean, I, I wanna pick look, if you ask me to troll, yeah, of course I'm picking the Mavs, but I I, I think I think the
7: Suns. Does Milwaukee losing,
2: losing tonight might not make you guys worried about maybe Boston? Like Milwaukee should have won tonight, gone up three one. Boston comes back and wins a game. Milwaukee should have won. Nah, nah. That series, Boston, Milwaukee. anybody can say they should have won. Like last game, Boston should have won. Like it's okay. one of those series where it's like either either team can win. The, the thing about the thing about Mavs Suns, I think it's funny, is that listen, if the if the Suns lose this series and they don't make and they don't win a championship, <laughs> the window for them is now. I'll tell you that the window for them is right now pretty fucking funny if they can't even make it back to the Western Conference. Look, I don't even disagree. Love you fucking guys. We are nine away from holding that trophy again. Drunk as hell out of here feeling great. We're so fucking close to come back. Let's go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you should take another yeah. one. You guys should take another one.
1: Uh, let's get Neil another shot up here.
9: <laughs> I love that guy.
7: That's how All right, what's going on, is- man?
9: I got, uh, I got a bunch of, I mean, there's so much obvious shit to say. Wiggins, Otto, Clay was awful. But Ugh. the three things I have that are like, I think, first of all, with Poole, it's like, with that, when he plays like this, you can see how bad this, how different this team would be if, it, if we didn't have Poole playing well. I mean, it's a totally different team. And then the second thing I got is coaching. I mean, Mike Brown's rotations were a disaster. And like, you know, stealing 13 minutes with Damian, just in a complete inability to think critically about what's not working, what's working. He's not attacking Steven Adams. Kyle Anderson just absolutely punished JP and they didn't do anything about it. And and then for the Grizzlies, Jenkins is a disaster. And I can't figure out how – keep out re- rebounding the Grizzlies it's just a bizarre thing, and then the last thing I was just say is draymond on offense is not even he looks like Andre out there he's not even looking at the basket it is a disaster. if he plays like that in the finals he's gonna get i mean we're it's gonna be bad
1: Neil appreciate it i agree by the way I agree on the the draymond offensive point they gotta figure something out because <laughs> if they end up playing Milwaukee or Honestly, it doesn't matter. Milwaukee or Philly or Boston or if somehow if Miami gets there. <laughs> if Draymond's playing like this, it's they're actually going to be playing four on five in a way that's like really detrimental to them being able to do anything.
2: You know, hey, so he, he's, just, he's got to figure out something on offense. Biggest, as That's really the biggest issue on offense. I mean, I we pointed this out after game one against in this series where the offense just was special. And and a lot of it was because Draymond's out. At the same time, you're not sitting him because he's the best fucking defensive player on your team and he can make game-winning players like the one against, like the one against Jokic and then Jaron Jackson, so you can't leave him off. The solution is just – just Steph's just got to – because Jordan Poulsen doesn't have the clout to say, hey, give me the rock, right? Draymond's going to tell him to fuck off. But if you're Steph, a lot of this is like, look, man, you've got to understand that this isn't working. Right, this just isn't working. You've got to go ahead and get the ball. I don't care if it's Steph that says it. I don't care if it's Mike Brown or Steve Kerr or whoever. Draymond maybe has to realize it himself because Mike uh, Neil said, "Man, great if they make the finals, but I—I I, I mean, I think it's going to work if they play Miami. Miami's an easy win, but like, it's just—it's it, not going to work against Boston, for example. It's not."
1: Yeah. All right, um, last caller of the night because I'm starting to feel it. And I gotta get off here. So <laughs> let's get you um, some
2: water and sleep, brother.
1: Yeah, let's check out uh Matthew, Matthew Garcia. All right,
2: bring us home.
5: Hey, hey, thanks for bringing me on, man. I, Hell yeah. I mean, like after that 2020 to 2021 regular season Warriors win, uh, you know, I had to get some stuff off my chest with Redacted playing like prime Kelly Oubre Jr. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, I, like the the start, uh, and by start I mean the first three and a half quarters was just abysmal. And then Steph finally said, "Hey, look, I'd like to not lose today, so let's go ahead and give me the ball." But you know, I I think the game ball really does go to Dylan Brooks, who said, "I took out their best defender, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to play defense for the Warriors by taking all the worst shots." So you know, <laughs> now it's Dylan Brooks. but seriously. Can can we explain what the hell is up with the terrible start? Like the starts at, for the playoff games have been pretty awful. So any any thoughts? Any reason why that's happening?
1: Yeah. So I think the last two games. By the way, Matthew, appreciate the call. Great as always. Uh, look, they're they're trying to get Kuminga into it. Uh, you're probably not going to start Kuminga in the next round. I think it's as simple as you put Otto in the starting lineup, or you put Pool in, depending on if you want to go super small or less small. Um, and they probably don't get off to as bad a start. It, it's it's that simple. It's I, again, I think Kuminga is going to be an excellent player. He helps this team. Uh, we're reaching that part of the season where like you can't
2: have rookie mistakes and expect to get off to a good start. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Imagine if Wiseman was playing. I'm just kidding. I'm just Sam. I'm just kidding. Hey, hey, hey um, he's, he's, he's ramping up. Maybe summer league. I, <laughs> I don't know why I did that. I was fucking uncalled for. Uh, okay. <laughs> let's get out with this. Let's get out with this. End of the day, yes, maybe you take a Minga out, sure. But it, it comes back down to your two guys that have the ball in their hands, Steph and Draymond. What are you? What are we doing? Just, just what are we doing? Just constant turnovers running around like they're like the rookies, like it's their first time in the postseason, fourth quarter comes along, they play like it's their eighth postseason, and that they're the championship team that they are, right, and we see that, and they look great, but just these starts, man it's just it's not like they don't talk about it. I, I just have a hard time understanding the uh the idea that you can try to keep getting away with this. Steph had a left-hand turnover coming out from the from middle of the paint, just chucking it to the second row. You're just like, and Draymond's doing as usual. You know, I'm gonna try to pass it to three people between three people and see what happens. Right? It's just I don't know, man. At some point, it's like just it's in your DNA, right? It's in my DNA to just swear a lot on podcasts. It's in Sam's DNA to reel me back. Just how it is, man. Just how life goes. All right. Appreciate everyone for tuning in. (laughs)